0: spooky friends and welcome back or if you're new here welcome to after the ever your podcast dedicated to all things paranormal and macabre hosted by yours truly me the pumpkin queen happy october tis the season for all things spooky i know as i'm recording this i am seven days into october and loving this weather you all know that october is my month and to top it off The Wolfman and I are going to Salem the week of Halloween, so I am over the moon. Ow! I'm hoping to do a vlog of our Salem trip, but vlogging is a whole new undiscovered world to me, so yeah, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how adventurous I get. But in the meantime, if any of my spooky friends out there have some Salem trip tips or advice on where we should eat or shop, please DM me and let me know. We are, however, staying at the infamous Hawthorne Hotel right in the heart of Salem for the first two days of our trip. And then we also booked a room at the Omni Hotel in Boston. We've been told it's haunted and has a lot of history. So all in all, I think the Wolfman did a fantastic job of putting together our 10-year wedding anniversary trip. So thank you, Wolfman. You're the best. Much more to come on the happenings of our Salem trip, but I'll leave that for another episode. Now, well, I just said that. I guess we're going to have to as we haven't went yet. That was dumb. All right, give me some grace. It's super early when I'm recording, and I just now finished my first cup of coffee. I hope everyone is doing well and staying safe as the weather turns colder. Speaking of sweater weather... I bought Jenny Rotten and Ona, my two Sphinx kittens, the cutest ghost face Scream t-shirts. I'm gonna have to post them on Instagram when I get a chance because they are just to die for. No pun intended. Well, maybe. You know I'm a diehard for my dad puns and dad jokes. And I think it's kind of cool that I got these shirts now because the new Scream movie is set to come out in next year, 2022. I would love to see how many Die Hard Scream fans are out there, because put me on the top of that list. Alright, I think that's enough for life updates and and up-and-comings. Today we are doing a macabre legend ghost story that stems from the city of Abilene, Texas. While some claim the legend of the black-eyed children is a hoax, others have clamored more for paranormal investigations, to debunk it, you can decide for yourself after we get through this episode. So sit down, grab your favorite beverage and blanket, go light your candles because this is a creepy one. I pulled a lot of my info from rare.us.com for this episode. It was a really good website. So let's get into it. Who are the black eyed children? The black-eyed children, also called black-eyed kids, are mysterious beings that look like children the ages between 6 and 16 years old. So I know my little ghoul is 16. Should I be worried? Yikes. Anything creepy with kids has always been terrifying to me since I watched the movie Village of the Damned. Yeah. No thank you. All All right, back on track. These children or beings only appear at night and to unsuspecting adults, alone in parking lots or in their homes. The kids come in groups of two or more and often ask for favors. The favor could be to make a phone call, to get a ride home, to even come in and get something to eat or to use the bathroom. The few people who have had interactions with the black-eyed children express feeling unexplainable fear when the children are near. No one really knows where they come from. Are they extraterrestrial? Some say vampires, some say demons. These and many others are just examples of the assumptions around the black-eyed children. Brian Bethel was one of the first people to document having met black-eyed children in real life. He published a transcription of his event on his blog back in 1998. The following is a part of his story. It was around 9.30 p.m. on January 16, 1998, and Brian left his apartment in Abilene, Texas for the Dropbox to pay his internet bill. On the way he stopped at the Dollar Movie Theater next to the service provider's building to use the glow of the marquee sign as a light to make out his check. As he did this, there was a knock on his window. And when Brian looked up, he saw two young boys. He placed them between the ages of 10 and 14 years old. He described the boys as follows Boy number one. Boy number one was slightly taller than his companion. He was wearing a pullover hooded shirt with a sort of gray checkered pattern and jeans. I couldn't see his shoes, said Brian. His skin was olive colored and he had curly, medium-length brown hair. He exuded an air of quiet confidence about himself. Boy number two. Boy number two had pale skin with a trace of freckles. His primary characteristic seemed to be very nervous and looking around. He was dressed in a similar manner to his companion, but his pullover hoodie was a light green color. His hair was sort of pale orange. They didn't appear to be related, at least directly. Almost immediately he knew something was up and felt a sense of fear. The first boy began to tell Bethel that they needed his help. They wanted to see the new Mortal Kombat movie but forgot their money. Instead of asking for money itself, the boy asked for a lift to their house to retrieve it. Our narrator is nervous and hesitant as the first boy continues to try to coax him into saying things like, come on, mister, we just want to go to our house. And we're just two little boys. Come on, mister, let us in. We can't get into your car until you do. You know, just let us in. We'll be gone before you know it. We will go to our mother's house. Brian Bethel found himself unlocking the door without realizing it as an He was instructed by the child to do so. After catching his hands, he looks back at the kids with a fresh perspective. That's when he realized the kids' eyes were solid black. No iris, no pupil, no nothing. Just blackness. The second boy continued to stand there completely silent while the first boy threatened him saying, "'We won't hurt you. "'You have to let us in.' We don't have a gun. According to Bethel, the boy was implying they didn't need guns. He started pulling at the door and demanding to be let in. With the courage he managed to find, Bethel pushed his car into reverse and sped home, leaving the boys where he had found them. Fast forward to November 14, 1998, and Brian has an update for his ghost hunting blog email list. He apparently didn't talk too much else about the black-eyed children after the first post, even though his audience was holding him to questions. But as fate should have it, the next person to encounter these creepy children was none other than his friend John. John Northwood was one of Brian's online friends, who was a pagan rights coordinator for the Oregon organization called Spirit. Oregon organization. Jeez, that was an awful. Brian Bethel claims that he never told his friend John about his own encounter. But like I said, as fate would have it, John had his own interaction towards the end of the exact same year Brian had his. This takes place over an online chat group. It starts with John asking the users in the chat group if they really believe in ghosts or kids with funny eyes. And then He launches into his own anecdote with a group of black-eyed kids. What follows next is a transcription of John's experience. I was in downtown Portland, Oregon, after a seminar series on software development. I grabbed a bite of dinner about 10 p.m., and when I left, it was about 11-ish. I'd gotten in my car, locked and belted up, and just started the engine When someone tapped on my window. Sounds familiar. I was in an above-ground garage on the third floor, so I wasn't too freaked. Good lighting, still some people around. It was one of the guys from the conference, so I rolled down my window and I asked him what was up. He wanted to ride around the block a few times as he was freaked out about who was standing outside his car. I figured, sure, sue me, that it was probably one of Portland's homeless Or some punker kid. So being a good Samaritan, I let him in and we took off. We drove by his car and there were three kids around it. Two boys and a girl. The girl was weird. Just kind of freaky, you know. Clothes, hair, makeup. Gothamatic. The two kids were, I don't know, just scary as shit. She probably was about 14 or 15. The oldest boy probably 14-ish, and the youngest between 10 and 12. She looked bored and was smoking a cigarette. The two boys were just leaning against the car. They looked away, way too intense for kids. Anyways, I started itching behind my eyes like I really needed to like look back and look at them. So like an ass, I slowed down. Big mistake. The two boys sauntered over and the girl stayed against the car. The eldest was on Doug's side, the guy from the seminar, and the youngest was on mine. I made sure the doors were locked. I love electronic locks and asked why they were standing around his car. The youngest one said, it's scary out there all alone and we just wanted to ride home. The eldest one said, you promised you'd help us out. And Doug said, I don't even know you. By this time, I was really on edge. I felt caught between throwing up and jazzing. The adrenaline does that for me. I don't know what jazzing is. All of a sudden, Doug said he was getting out of the car, and I told him not to. As soon as he reached for the handle, the two kids, I don't know how to say this right, they looked a lot older all of a sudden. Their faces were somewhat drawn, and their eyes were solid black, edge two-edge black, no pupil, no iris, nothing, just a liquid black pool. I just about wet myself, slapped the car into reverse and burned rubber backing out about 60 feet away. They started running after the car. So I spun around one of those support struts, you know, the pillars in the garage, and we took off. I kid you not, I was convinced that if they got a hold of the car, I was going to die. Anyways, the oldest one was at the bottom of the garage when we came out and almost made it to my side door. We had gone down from the third floor doing 30-ish, maybe 35, around the ramp. He'd beaten us down the stairs and onto the sidewalk. We left him on the corner and when I turned to look, nothing. He was gone. Doug just about passed out. All of a sudden, the feeling of menace left my body. We went around back 15 minutes later. Nobody was around Doug's car. He got out, got in his car, and drove home. He said that he had met the young one earlier in the evening, and he had asked him to take him home. John had given him a short ride in his car to the seminar and told him to wait. Apparently, though, the other brother scared him. So he felt that all bets were off. I was driving behind Doug. I was behind him about 45 feet when the feeling of menace hit again. At that moment, Doug misjudged going across an intersection on a yellow light and his car was hit by a truck. He was killed instantly. I gave a police report and the whole time felt really freaked out and very exposed. I got back into my car locked the door, and waited. I saw the kids again from about two blocks away. I am not making it up. I'm not thinking they were vampires or something like that, but they weren't as pale, they weren't as skinny, and they felt slightly more menacing, if that's even possible. I left the scene quickly. My only concern now, though, is that this upcoming Wednesday, I'm going back to the area for another seminar And I won't be leaving until 9.30. I'm freaked out, people. So that was John Northwood, Brian Bethel's friends. Details of his own encounters. I don't know about y'all, but I would be tripped out. Nope. No thank you. And you know what? There is something to be said about those parking garages. Mm Mm-mm. I am always looking around. More black-eyed kid sightings. Let's see. Since then, the accounts have grown slowly. They reached an all-time high in 2013 when they made the news thanks to a weekly strange video submitted to MSN. A video was uploaded given an alleged look at them. It however was quickly discredited, which only increased the mystery and the curiosity surrounded by these mysterious black-eyed children. To date, There have been many claims, conversation threads, countless videos, and even a book by author David Weatherly. An indie director, Nick Hagen, directed a horror film incorporating the eerie characters into the plotline. It's called Black Eyed Kids. And it incorporates a YouTube series that he was working on called Sunshine. The movie was released on 12-21-12, right before the world slated to end according to the mayan calendar for that extra spooky feel pretty much so what are they no one really knows what these kids are people who claim to see them and spend their free time searching out ghosts swear they're legit others aren't so convinced according to one legend these children could be called something like Otkan spoken in the ancient Iroquois Indian legends. The Iroquois Indians believed in a dark power called Otakan that could take over children, and an evil one who could mate with female humans to produce black-eyed kids. These children were killed by the tribe soon after birth and burned to stop them from resurfacing. The children wandering alone in the woods could have also been taken over by Otakan and would re-emerge with black eyes and pale skin, acting nervously while repeating themselves over and over and over. Their goal was to destroy the tribe and infect all the people with Otakon. Okay, well, that was creepy, disturbing, yet informative. Pretty good episode, I think. All I really know is that I'm thoroughly creeped out about these damn kids. So, if you are trick-or-treating around my house, No black eyes, children, no black eyes. But who am I kidding? If I didn't love the spookiness and the paranormal, I would not be doing this episode. So maybe I will get lucky and one will show up at my door for Halloween. Well, my spooky friends, that is all she wrote for today's episode. If you made it this far, thank you so much for listening to today's story. If you want to help support the podcast, please subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcasts and give the show a review. I'd really appreciate it. Follow me on Instagram at AfterTheEver. Please don't forget to swing by the show's website, aftertheever.com, to find the contact me page if you have any listener stories or even suggestions for an upcoming episode. I'll post the links in the show notes below. Thank you all again for listening in. Look out for the next episode. So until next time, stay spooky and to the Wolfman.